1: Alrighty, we are live on a special Monday night edition of the Wisco Fanatics show. We are very excited. Uh, tonight's show is about interviewing former Milwaukee Brewer and current Brewers analyst, Vinny Rotino, who was kind enough to take a picture with Jake and I when we were at uh, the Brewers <laughs> game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yes. So we're excited to have Vinny on the show during the season, hopefully after the season as well. So, uh, Vinny, how you doing?
2: Great, thanks for having me on, guys. Pleasure.
1: All right, so we're very excited to ask a bunch of questions. Hopefully, we can get some some good perspective on this season, future seasons, and just some of the ins and outs of baseball season. If I had a dollar for every time I said baseball is the most zoomed out regular season in all of professional sports, I'd I'd have enough to be doing this show full time. So maybe if people hear it from a from a baseball guy; it'll it'll hold a little more weight. But just starting with this current season, like who is a player that has impressed you this season? Uh oh, I mean, honestly,
2: I mean, there's a lot of guys come to mind. Um, I'm gonna say, you know, a lot of guys. I mean, I'm thinking about you know Freddie Peralta for sure, just the ability to stay healthy and the velocity is way up there. But I'll cut right to the chase and say, you know, Adrian Hauser is it? You know, of all the of all the. Um, Guys that I have been impressed with the ability to make adjustments and perform at such a high level consistently all year. Like some of those names are kind of easy to talk about. You know, Wade Miley. I've always loved Wade Miley. A uh, Freddie Peralta, Corbin Burns. I mean, I mean the, the names on this roster uh, are some of the best in baseball, just in terms of talent level, skill level, and then performance level as well. But I'm going to say Adrian Hauser because. I mean, he was not left for dead by any means by the organization, but just like, you know, you, I think the organization was just like, what are we going to get from this guy? Um, he's kind of, he, he's got that great sinker. He's got a couple other secondary offerings. Um, and, and how does he get left-handed hitters out? And, and all of a sudden, like, he's just he's just performed pretty consistently. I mean, ever since he came off the the injured list when he was on with that groin injury early on in the season. And so he's just been impressive to me, just the ability to get innings. I mean, he's, he's pitched some really big games. He shut down some really, really good lineups in some spots, uh, quite frankly, where other guys that you expected to perform in a series didn't. And then he comes up with a big start. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it, it all comes down to the pitching, the starting pitching in the bullpen, and then obviously the defense behind them. Which has kept the Brewers in first place, and now have you know they have a, a three-game lead in first place. There's three and a half right now, but yeah, um, yeah so it's like so. Uh, not expecting much from Adrian Hauser, and then getting some of those top performances has been a key for this team to be right there in first place. And so
1: I've been really impressed with him. I am so happy that you gave that answer. Yeah. we have beaten the drum for Adrian Hauser. <sighs> <laughs> like, just banged the drum for him. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like he'll give up three runs in, like, the second inning of the game. And people will just lose their minds. And then he ends up going six innings, only giving up three runs. And we yeah. say it over and over. Like, every single team would take that from their number five starter every single time. Yep. Yeah. And the thing that we keep coming back to and that I keep saying is that you need to stop judging Adrian Hauser with Corbin Burns' goggles on. Right.
2: That's a good point. No, that's a great point. I mean, oh, yes. <laughs> it's a, no, it's a phenomenal point. And look, at the end of the day, he's got stuff that uh, kind of mirrors. You know, He throws his fastball, and he's kind of figured out how to throw his fastball. He's got two versions of it, right? He's got that great sinker, one of the best sinkers in all of baseball, and then the four-seamer. And so if you look back at what like a Lance Lynn type of a guy uh, and how he transformed into the you know, really top-end arm. I know he had, has not been pitching like that this year. In fact, the Brewers are going to see him here in this next series against the Dodgers. But yeah. he transformed himself into a top-end arm, and that was because he kind of learned how to use that sinker and four-seam combination. Uh, and Adrian Hauser's is doing a similar thing this year for the first time, really just kind of solidifying and understanding how to get lineups and good lineups out. I mean, he's he's pitched some – he,
1: one, one like other guy the that a bunch.
2: Uh, Some of the worst offenses, but I mean, he's had to face you know some pretty good offenses. I mean, he's faced the he faced the Braves a couple of times. The Who time in Atlanta wasn't good, but the time in Milwaukee shut them down. Six innings, he gave up three earned or you know, three yeah. earn runs, punched out ten. You know, yeah. so uh, he he has been. He's been kind of a, a rotation stabilizer type, and he's he's come up with some huge performances.
1: Love that answer. One other guy that I would throw out there, and he was—I'll uh, save his name for a later, for a later question because we'll, we'll we'll get to him. Okay, no
3: problem. <laughs> All right. So uh, my question I'm going to ask you is: Who is a player you know maybe in the near future here that you're looking forward to seeing in Milwaukee? I think I got frozen, guys.
2: Nope, you're did,
3: good. Did you just – who is the player you're looking forward to seeing in Milwaukee, right? Yep. Yeah, who's a player you're looking forward to seeing in Milwaukee? Could be next year, could be in 2025, doesn't matter. Whatever your answer is.
2: Yeah, so this one's an easy one for me. I'm going to just go with the stock answer. I mean, Jackson Churio, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I. it's just – what he's been able to do ever since they got rid of those tacky balls in It's it's been just – remarkable at age 19 he's last year he was one of three 18 year olds in the history of the Southern League to um to to play in the Southern League I mean it was it was Bryce Harper it was Ronald Acuna Jr and Jackson Churio were the three youngest players ever in the Southern League and he debuted there last year and now he is tearing the cover off the ball in the second half again ever since they changed the the tacky baseballs and my goodness, he looks major league ready right now. Um, he can play center field. He can, you know, he obviously he can defend in center field. He can steal bases. Uh, I mean, it's a, at least a 70 runner in, in the scouting world. That means, you know, you, you take a look at someone with average speed, which is a 50, and that's actually really fast. Uh, so being a 50 runner, and he's two grades higher than that, and the highest grade you can get is an 80. He might even be an 80. Uh, when all said and done, because, again, you you, you continue to improve on after your, on your athleticism as you continue to uh, physically mature. And he's 19. So. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, really.
1: <laughs> I oh, can't sure. wait to see him. I hope I'm
2: not frozen again. I saw well, the, you're good. The, the the wheels spin in there. But um, yeah, Jackson Churio. I don't know. I, I want to I actually want to get your take on this, guys.
1: Every time I see Jackson Cherio's name on Twitter, I'm hoping to see that he's called up to AAA. Yeah. But the guy that I'm looking forward to seeing in Milwaukee, and I'm hoping he's the 2024 starting first baseman, but it's Tyler Black for me. Yeah. I want to see him get a shot, to start at first base. I, I keep hoping to see him playing more first base. Um not that I'm not that I'm like completely done with Rowdy Telez or anything like that, but I'm I'm so excited for a guy like Tyler Black who is like you said, another guy with, with speed. And if the Brewers can, can build, can build a team that's just made out of contact and speed. I love what that presents as an opportunity for the offense.
2: That's a great name. Uh, you know, he's a, a Midwest guy. Uh, I mean, he actually is, is a Canadian, Canadian born player. Um, it, it went to Wright state. So it's a, it's kind of a mid-major school in Ohio. And so it's a, uh, yeah he's a he's a blue collar type of guy he's gonna fit right right in 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 milwaukee for sure uh i i i have never seen him play live uh so i'm Hmm. i saw jackson churio um so yeah i'm i'm actually really excited to see what he can do at the big league level as well 14 home runs um already this year in biloxi has yet to hit one in, in nashville he just got called up so I, the future is really bright for the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, they continue to draft and develop extremely well, um, and now all of a sudden they're sprinkling in these position players because we knew they could draft and develop pitching, but
1: now I'm sudden, bummed that I missed Mizorowski and Appleton. Oh, he got called yeah. up too soon.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I missed him as well. So, I mean, they continue to develop, draft, and develop pitching. Uh, but it's the position group that now, all of a sudden, we're really excited about, right? So that's yep. new. I mean, the last position player the Brewers drafted and developed was Keston Hira, and he's kind of fizzled out a little bit, it sounds like, in AAA, and probably gonna move on from him, it sounds like. So, um, yeah, I, I'm excited about the future for the Milwaukee Brewers. It's it's very, very bright. Uh, Todd Johnson and in, in, in company with the draft, they just do an exceptional job of finding talent. In the draft, the international group and Taylor Green is a huge part of that. Taylor Green, former Milwaukee Brewer player, is now the international scouting uh, cross checker, uh, and, oh, and he cool. does just an unbelievable job. I, I believe he had a huge hand in finding Jackson Churio and and Jefferson Carroll. So, I mean, um, yeah, Carroll's a good one too. Yeah. So uh, there's a there's a lot of really exciting prospects, and it's fun in Milwaukee too because look, we we're not ever gonna pay for the huge price tag free agent. And, right. and you know what, quite frankly, kind of like that, right? We're mm-hmm. the underdog and we're going to continue to give these young kids chances to develop at the big league level. And then, you know what, they are going to price themselves out because they play that well. I'm okay with that. So right. Continue to play that well and price yourselves out of Milwaukee, because that means you're a really, really good Milwaukee brewer. So, um, they'll just keep that conveyor belt working and and, um, Matt Arnold's done an unbelievable job with that. Yeah. Let me give a real
1: quick, real quick shout out to Taylor. Taylor said he loves you Vinny. Taylor has been
3: following our (laughs) show for a long time. So Taylor's really excited.
2: Oh, nice. All right. Taylor, what's up,
3: bro? How you doing? (laughs) Uh, Let me, let me answer that real quick. So, how do you not say Jackson Churio, right? Like, that's just like yeah. – Because I like
1: Tyler Black. Don't judge no, me. No,
3: no, no. I'm not saying that your are is <laughs> wrong. But, like, watching Jackson, like, he just does everything. He feels good. He runs good. He hits good. Like, he just does everything, right? And Tyler made me such a Jacob Mizarowski guy. Like, <laughs> having a 102 and then, like, an 89-mile-an-hour slider that just makes you swing out of your shoes is ridiculous to me. But the guy that I think I fell in love with when we did our draft stuff was Cooper Pratt. Now, there's not a lot of film on him. He just started, he just got drafted, but a 6'4 shortstop saying they say he has the best bat to ball skill in the draft. I mean, how can you not be excited about that? Hopefully, you know, get some power and some average from the shortstop position. 6'4. So that seems to be the trend now in baseball is these gigantic shortstops. I'm just hoping that it works out in our favor. <laughs> but man, that we are we are deep in the, in the farm system. And I am, I'm here for it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, The team of rookies of Mitchell, Freelich, Weimer, Terang reminds him of JJ Weeks, Braun, Fielder, and Hart kind of get that, that same vibe of all these guys coming up at the same time.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely does. It definitely does. And, uh, and it's all in a, and for, for that group of prospects coming up in the brewer system and making their debuts pretty much around the same time. That that was all position players, remember? So I mean, now you're getting some arms as well in there, uh, and you're getting the Jacob Mizarowski's of the world. I mean, you can even consider Aaron Ashby. Hopefully, he can come back at some point soon. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good balance right now. Uh, so Robert
1: Gothers name in there too, Ethan. Yeah.
2: Small maybe. Yeah. No, for sure. And the idea of the idea of every it's every it's. So it's not just the draft, right? And it's not just the international scouting department. Um, and it's not just the free agent wire, you know, of, of guys that you're picking up off of uh, other, you know, DFA guys. It's every it's every department doing their job and in, in finding talent. Um, and, and it's exciting. It's exciting to watch, quite frankly. And, again, I think this Brewer team is going to be competitive. And that's the thing. Like, you just, you just want this team. And, and I know – David Stearns got so much heat last year for for using the term bites of the apple and stuff like that mm-hmm. but it's like guys like <laughs> I I think what we're gonna see in August and September here is a competitive Milwaukee Brewers team that is going to hopefully win the division but it's going to be really really exciting going down the stretch and then getting into the spinning here again i hope you guys can still hear me yep, nope. You're good. oh we've been so spoiled with like the green bay packers right we've been so spoiled for so many years to to like it's just it's been so much fun to watch them we'll see what happens here we, we were talking about jordan love off line yeah. <laughs> but but we'll see what happens here coming up but like if the brewers can kind of go on those kinds of runs and just every you know every summer they are in it to get to the playoffs i i you know i'm, fine. I'm not that I'm, I, I I'm just kind of like not okay with you know not winning a World Series. I'm not okay with not winning a World Series, but at the same time, I do not ever want to go through those dark years that like the Packers went through and the mm-hmm. Brewers went through for so many years. That is, it's not fun to watch. Um, the
1: Bucks did it too.
2: The Bucks did it too. So it's like just stay competitive and, and give yourself a chance to get into the playoffs. And then, you, especially this year with the horses at the top of the rotation, enough offense. Back end of the bullpen. I mean, you never know what what the Brewers can do, especially in a three game series, and especially in a five gamer. You know, so I think it's going to be fun. I love like, the man?
1: sentiment of things that we say on the show. It just like it, I get a sense of validation because like oh, I keep coming back to like just give me a chance to get in. We've seen wild no, card no. teams win it all. We've seen teams from the wildcard go to the World Series all within the last five years. I mean, the Brewers lost to the World Se- the the wild card team that went to win the World Series in 2019. Exactly. It's just give me a ticket to the show is what I want. No, exactly, exactly. I mean, so in 2019,
2: yep, team won the World Series. How about in 2021, they lost in the in the series against the Braves, and they won the World Series. So, um, yep. and then the Phillies beat the Brewers out in terms of getting that last wild card, and they almost won the World Series. So. Yeah. Yeah, all you got to do is get in, and, and and I think it's kind of a, an advantage a little bit if you want to look at it like this. There's no way to measure it, but it might be an advantage to go as a wild card team because you're playing very competitive, high-stakes baseball right up until the end of the regular season, and then you're going to jump into the playoffs and play the same type of games. I think that hurt the Brewers in 2021, if you remember. Hmm. They clinched early and then kind of coasted in. Uh, into the into the playoffs and um they weren't as sharp as they probably could have been facing the braves in that first in that first round.
1: Might be a thing to keep an eye on with the Braves this year.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Especially hmm. with them their starting pitching kind of yeah struggling.
1: So yeah. we do we do segments every week. We do a power pair, we do a position player and a pitcher, and then we do underrated performers. So mm-hmm. we like our underrated performers. So who would you say is an underrated performer in twenty twenty three? <clears throat>
2: underrated performer this is my uh, favorite question
3: favorite <laughs> one um
2: so mm-hmm. these right. things stop spinning i hope I'm not frozen again but uh I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say bryce Terang just because of the, the offensive like numbers. It. Offensive numbers obviously look actually quite frankly look pretty ugly if you're gonna look at the just the overall stat line. But if you look at what he's been able to do ever since he came back from triple he's made some adjustments, and that's what you want to see from a young player. Actually, you want to see them fail, find out who they are as a major league player and how they have to be and what they have to do to be successful at this level. It's major league baseball is so hard. It's it's not even close to triple A. It's not even close. People say it is, it's not they will expose you there's the stuff coming out of the bullpen night in night out. It's just, it's so.
1: So the guy that I come back to when we do, when we talk about underrated performers and I've said that this guy is, is been an underrated performer? I tweeted this back out in early May and now he's gotten so good that I feel like you can't even call him underrated anymore. Is Yoel Piamps?
2: Great call. That's a great call. So Yoel Piamps has been. I mean, they didn't really know what their back end of their bullpen was going to look like going in with Peter Strezlecki setting up Devin Williams. And he was my he, pick and, in the preseason. Yeah, yeah. No, and and he and he'll continue to be good at some point, right, for mm-hmm. the Arizona Diamondbacks. But um, so Piops has been has been so important he's been so important he shortens games right the run that's been on my goodness i mean teams yeah just he's been shut down
1: the guy that we shut named down. this this quote unquote this award for or this segment for is actually hobie milner he kind of inspired the underrated performer yeah. uh, segment of every show that we do now yeah um milner i mean take your pick of of kind
2: of unsung heroes in that bullpen you know mm-hmm. i mean obviously devin williams is not an underrated performer everyone knows how good he is but there's a number of names in that bullpen that you could kind of point to <clears throat>
1: yeah i mean is another name that i figured he's gonna throw out here
3: yeah um i mean how, how can you go wrong with Peguero? but again he's a rookie so he's
1: a rookie people people keep forgetting that elvis is a rookie yeah right Nope, oh, Taylor. Nope, yeah, Taylor just said Elvis, this too. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right, you ready for the next question, my man? Yep. yep. All right, this one's pretty good. So I, I hope you're ready. This one, this one's a little heavy. What would you say is the most important perspective for fans to remember during a long baseball season?
2: Oh, I mean, we're all guilty of living and dying by by every win, you know, every win and loss. We're all guilty of it. I, I am too. Um what's the most is the most perspective for fans to remember. So just you you have to understand that just kind of take a look, take a step back and look at the big picture of what makes a team successful and see, and kind of look at it like a, like a poker game, right? So you're going to, you're going to win some hands. You're going to lose some hands. You're going to win lucky. You're going to lose unlucky. Hmm. And so um, just kind of have to, take take a step back and and realize okay in the long game you know this this great pitching staff and this this great defense behind them you're gonna you're gonna win this Brewers team for sure is gonna win more than they are going to lose now where it gets fun is you know all these one run games and and having it come down to
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app
2: August and September. I mean, this. I'm telling you, this September baseball is going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, just kind of taking a look at it like that. Just kind of looking at the whole picture. I mean, remember the Pirates were 20 and eight or something to start the season, right? In, yep. in first place. So yep. it, it just it evens out. The cream always rises to the top. And just just kind of look at past performances and understand where this team is going to end up and where their strengths are. Thinking
1: bit. about a poker game, that's interesting. I never even would have considered that perspective. That's really interesting. Yeah. So we do, like, our show is Wisco Fanatics. We like to try to focus things from a more positive and optimistic point of view because we hope that we can kind of help relate these things to life as, as they relate to sports fandom. So as a player, what was the, what was a practice that kept you mentally strong? Is it, And is it something you still do today? Um, well...
2: No, I, I actually, I actually do things now that I wish I would have done as a player. I have some habits. No, that's growth. No, that's gross. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just in terms, you know, it's it's hard. The game of baseball is difficult because you. It's easy to let the game kind of basically chew you up and spit you out. Right, living and dying by every. Um, by every you know good game or bad game so keep the idea is to keep stay very even keel and and you'll be okay it is so much harder to do than actually say that easier said than done type of thing so so what i do now is i do a lot of mindfulness now and i just kind of like try and be as present as possible especially with like three little kids and, and stuff like that and try and being a great dad uh mindfulness I wish I would have learned how to do that back when I played a little bit better I was pretty fiery I was a pretty uh I was a pretty fiery player <laughs> like if I got if I rolled over to third oh my gosh you know like I would yeah so um but at being the same, junior
1: over here <laughs>
2: yeah, at the same time it kept me competitive and allowed me to be competitive in the moment uh mm-hmm. rather than kind of compete in compete with myself. I was, you know, allowed me to compete against the pitcher. Um, but at the same time, you're good. Yeah. I think, I think you guys missed that tail end of my answer, but yeah, just staying present is, was something that I wish I would have been able to learn how to do a little bit earlier in my career.
3: Yeah. So I'm asking all the perspective questions today. So I'm making you look inside and answer. So what, what is an important perspective when going through a slump in baseball that you can, you know, use in real life when you're going through a slump in real life? That's a good question. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, you can
2: grind your tail off and kind of wiggle your way out of a slump. You really can. Um, and then at the same time, once you're away from the field, try to just stay, uh, keep your mind off of the game, really. I mean, again, just try to find different ways to stay present and, and not really focus on the struggles that you're going through. But at the same time, once you are able to and kind of have the kind of the, the runway to work on what you what you need to work on, mm-hmm. do it. Don't Don't avoid it. By any means, like if you need to if I needed to get in the cage, if I was in a slump while I was in the cage, I was working my tail off. But then when I was away from the field and I took another over for 4, I, I wouldn't, you know, dwell on it. Right. So um, I think that's very much like life, like work on the thing that you can work on today. If you're going through a, a big struggle in, in life at the time, um, you know work on it and, and but when your head hits the pillow try your best to just kind of understand there's another day tomorrow and try and try and stack another good day on it and and see if you can kind of get out of you know what you're going through at some point and it will pass that's a that's something that you learn in baseball at the time yeah. you feel like sometimes you just can't get past something um and then you just continue to work hard, focus on the present moment, focus on that next step at bat. And all of a sudden, you know, you're kind of through it. So uh, harder to harder to do once you're going through something like that. But it's important to learn how to go through something like that. So um, yeah. they're never going to stop in life. Right. You're always going to have those challenges in front of you. Always. And, and at this point, you you kind of once you learn how to deal with them, you kind of welcome them because you grow from, from them. Right.
3: Dude. OK, so. Man, every time we talk to like a former player or a player, I just I really get the feeling of the necessity for our show. Right. So basically what you're saying, and I totally, totally believe in this is don't stop working on yourself and don't focus on the negative. And that is two things that I definitely learned after I had my first child is like I cannot sit here like I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have bad months even. Right. And you're going to have bad months in baseball. I mean, yeah. your your answer before about Bryce Terang being uh, your most impressive player this year. On... Well, now it's Jake. I was just going because we're going to do a rookie report tomorrow. And he struggled, you know, in June and early July. And he got sent down. He came back up. And ever since he's come up, He didn't, you know, when he was down there, he wasn't focusing on the negatives of striking out and rolling over to first base or second base or, or flying out, you know, three times in a row or taking two strikeouts. He kept working on himself and he said, the goal is to get back and produce for this Milwaukee Brewers team that is going to win the Central, by the way. Yeah. We are going to sweep the Cubs at the end of the month. That's my bold prediction. So when that happens, you can message us back and come back on the show. So (laughs) I just (laughs) love that answer, by the way. That was, that was phenomenal stuff.
1: I'll say, and I was thinking this as you were answering the question, out of all of the people that we've interviewed, I think that's my favorite answer to a question like this that we've asked. Uh, I really appreciate it, and it really resonated with me. So I really, really appreciate that answer.
2: Oh, yeah, Noah. I, I, well, thanks for the compliment. Yeah, I mean, I've look, I've gone through a lot of struggles, not only in baseball but in life, you know, just like everybody, though. That's the thing. Like everybody's kind of had challenges to kind of grind through and work through. And it's a matter of like, at some point, if you are, are wanting to have like that growth mindset, you're going to want to go through those. And that's kind of where I'm at in life right now. And it's been, it's been a a huge shift for me in my life.
1: One of our things, and this is something that I kind of came up with during last year's Badger basketball season was instead of looking at things as problems, we look at them as opportunities. Right.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: All right. So last question before we sign off for the night is what, what would you say to those who criticize Craig council, Matt Arnold in the front office and Mark Adonacio? Uh We, we are active on social media cause that's where we're at. And we see a lot of these. Uh, so I don't know how, how much of it that you really pay attention to, but just, just your thoughts on, on essentially the, the upper management of, of the brewers.
2: Okay. Well, this one's kind of easy. I mean, <laughs> okay, so the Brewer...
3: This is, this is going to be a good answer. I'm I know,
1: uh, I wasn't expecting him to say that it was going to be an easy question.
3: <laughs> well, it isn't.
1: I mean, because I hear it too, right? I mean, every, okay. it's, you, you
2: kind of have to have your head in the sand not to kind of hear the rumblings. Mm-hmm. And it's not as bad. Those rumblings aren't as bad here as as they are in some markets, right? Uh, obviously, the bigger markets like the you know New York, I mean, can you imagine the Mets and what they're yeah both of them and the you know and the Yankees so um okay so the, the the Brewers have experienced more success in these last uh what five six years than they ever have in their franchise's history um yep. and so okay so that's just first and foremost and then you know presently they have a three and a half game lead uh and are poised to win the division and again play really fun baseball down the stretch um Mm -hmm. there's no better stadium to come to in all of baseball and i will stand by that there i've been to all of them right i was i was a scout for four years for the texas rangers i've been to every big league stadium so yes i would i um and and i've experienced what it's like and taking it all in in there's no better stadium, right? You got the tailgate in the parking lot. You got the party in the parking lot. It's it's just – and then the, the fans are great. Everyone loves this team. They're so passionate about the team. So um, no better place to play. Three-and-a-half game lead with a chance to win the Central. A really good chance to win the Central again this year with a chance actually to make a uh, – do some damage in October. So with the smallest, the smallest TV revenue deal in all of, mm-hmm. all of baseball, so they're doing it with way less funding. Basically, is it's essentially what it is. I mean, if you want to put that into perspective, uh, the Dodgers get paid, I believe the number is north of 500 million per year for their TV deal, um, and the the Brewers are south of 50 million. And again, I don't know the exact numbers. I should know those. Um, and so, like. To put that like so, the brew the brewers, Mark Antanasio, Matt Arnold, Craig Council are doing actually an unbelievable job with the resources that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in you know, and as far as I don't know Mark's exact financial situation, but it's not Steve Cohen's, right? It's not mm-hmm. like he's not, you know, just able to just you know, throw away. I mean, I think Cohen's <laughs> just throwing away a hundred and 50 million dollars this year mm-hmm. with the luxury tax basically mm-hmm. just writing that off as like okay that's I, I'm not even paying for players for that it's literally money going down the drain so I don't so I apparently he's wealthy enough to be able to do that um I don't believe Mark is so he, the with the reason the limited resources that they have the limited tv money that they have um and, and the ability to just put together a roster year in year out and Craig Council to help that roster to perform to the top of their kind of abilities year in and year out we have the best manager in baseball and Craig council so it's just it's just a remarkable thing really I mean, it just allows the fans that come to the stadium day in and day out have a great time at the ballpark to watch a really good product on the field that's in first place i, I just to me that the argument if you knew all those facts and you would kind of just like maybe just be more grateful actually and not you know for what 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 has been going on with this club it's it's been such a fun ride to be on as a fan of the team and as someone that covers the team certainly uh, but it, they've been doing a phenomenal job a phenomenal job
1: I think it, the thing with with Matt Arnold was I said this was that Matt Arnold said he was going to be a responsible buyer and I feel that he was true to that word
3: right I agree with that
2: Right, I, I 100% agree to that. Um, added, added not, not sexy names by any means, right? So, you know, but at the same time, when Mark Canna Mark won a couple of games for the Brewers, had that big game-time game time double, and then he had the game-winning double the next night in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Carlos Santana hit a three-run home run uh, yesterday. I mean, you could cherry pick, you know, little instances where guys have come through for sure. But like, yeah, those are those are going to be consistent performers and, and kind of just solidify your lineup to being um, a bunch of dudes that really control the strike zone and are pesky outs for, for pitching staffs. And mm-hmm. if you have nine of those, which it seems like the Brewers <laughs> pretty much do on most nights and don't mm-hmm. have any automatic outs. That's a really difficult thing to get through as a pitcher. So Matt Arnold has done a great job of that. And I I like those additions at the deadline. And I would never, I'm sorry, I would never leverage the future. I would never um, pay for Jordan Montgomery. The Texas Rangers traded for Jordan Montgomery, a rental. Mm -hmm. And we're going to, unfortunately, have to see them a bunch, right, because they're going to play for the Cardinals now um, coming up. So I would never do that. I I would do little deals like Arnold did in order to um, just, again, try to get yourself into the playoffs and then see what you can do and what kind of damage you can do.
1: You got time for one more?
3: Yeah. Uh, I just want to pat my own back. I called the Carlos trade, by the way, the Carlos Santana. I called that. Yeah! Oh, you wow, did. you did. It, it felt like a Brewers trade, dude. It really did. Switch hitter plays good defense, and like you said, controls the strike zone. I was like, makes too much sense. Love it.
2: Good call. So good call.
3: I wanted to ask one more little fun question because I'm interested on your answer. What was your what's been your favorite home run celebration over the past few years? <laughs> oh my goodness, these are fun.
2: I'll say this: someone that we all hate as Burr fans jock peterson is I, I saw him two years ago what was it 2021 i saw him someone handed him an amazon package i think it was like a toaster of it and he walked through the and i think that was the first home run cel- like ridiculous home run celebration that i saw but um but let me think like a, more of the traditional ones um oh uh, boy i don't know what is they're all just kind of good i like them all yeah, yeah. um you know, it's easy to say that the cheese, what happened to the, no one knows what happened to the cheese hit. Does anyone know?
1: I've you heard really? a couple of things. Okay. Like one, I heard that it was a Luis Urias thing. Uh, so they, they stopped doing it like kind of out of respect for him. And the other one, I, I, this is complete speculation because I've only seen people say it on Twitter that when Mark Murphy and the Packers purchased the rights to make them, they didn't want them to do that.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. You know what? I don't know. I, I need to do a little bit more research on why, that. Why would but, they um, not want them to do that?
1: that I, really and that's sense. yeah, that, that doesn't make sense to me either. Why they wouldn't and, want? Them
3: to you do know, that. Wisconsin's known for cheese, which I've always hated my entire life, to be honest with you. <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, because I mean, I'm not a big giant cheese eater. You know, you go to a party or a home, you know, they're like, "Oh, you want some cheese?" I'm just like, "That's weird to me." But <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, the cheese heads like a, like a staple in this state. You know, like yeah. if there's a if there's a sports house. You don't have one cheese head. I don't trust <laughs> your opinion on anything. That's, <laughs> no, that's great.
2: No, and then, yeah. So, um, last year, the bell, like I, I've liked the Brewers celebrations. They were kind of like not too over the top and they were fun and they were kind of Wisconsin deals, right? You know, the, yeah. the, the ringing the bell, everyone likes to ring the bell in Wisconsin. The bell was right
1: said, the Taylor said the Infinity Gauntlet was awesome.
2: Yeah, that was that was pretty fire. Don't lie. What what is Toronto's? They put what is that jacket they put on? Oh, they put I don't know. On... Like
1: Chicago has a weird jacket thing too. I don't know.
2: Yeah, the the White Sox. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. They're all weird. they're all great. I can't pick a. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna cop out. I'm gonna take the easy way out. I can't pick one for sure. I think maybe the Baltimore Orioles. Are they still doing it? Where they're Kind of beer bonging water, a bottle of water. Are they still doing that? That's a little, a little much for me. But I'm all for having fun in the game at this point. Yeah. Uh, I used to be kind of like an old school crotchety, like you know, screaming at clouds guy. Like ah, keep the game tradition for and this. Yeah, and- but now I'm now I'm now I'm on the broadcast. I'm like let make the game fun. as fun as possible. Thank
3: you. That's so, that's what I want to hear, man. Like I like yeah. when people stare at you know stare at their home runs. I like when a yeah. pitcher talks a little trash after they make you look like a fool. Like that's yeah. fun. That keeps the fans engaged. The pitch clock as well has been amazing. I, the yeah. game of baseball is on the up and up in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think the attendance is way up and that's yeah. and, and the fans are coming out so it's been it's been great and it's going fans are going to continue to come out um and I love the expanded playoffs now more teams are in it and so yeah, uh, it's going to be a longer
1: regular season there should be
2: you're you're hoping for a longer regular season?
1: No, if for a longer regular season, oh, there yeah. should be more playoff teams.
2: Oh, I agree. Yes, I agree. and now um, it'll be fun here in August and September. So, it yeah. Come
1: can I kick out. you? Can I kick you one fan question? Yeah, this one actually comes from my dad. Uh, my dad asked, "How worried are you that they leave Milwaukee with a good team because of the financial burden of the stadium upgrades?"
3: Uh, oh, he didn't
2: <laughs> No, I think that's going to get done. Yeah, I don't right. think that's gonna be on. I don't. Th- I don't think. I, I. I don't know, and I don't look at politics. I, mm-hmm. I used to, I, but I think that's from what I've heard. I think that's a little political, and and they're gonna get something done. But, um, and it's almost like, like, not a, Not that it's a done deal, but it's like kind of a no-brainer that it's gonna get done because right. there's no way that this team's gonna leave Milwaukee and what it right. does. For the, for the city and for the community and for southeastern Wisconsin, the whole state, quite frankly, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, like, just everything. Like, it would just be devastating. I don't I don't think there's a, even a, the slightest possibility that this team is going to leave because of that. I think they're going to probably work something out. Again, I don't know any of the details. I don't look at politics really at all.
1: Uh, I was, I'm was i confident because they were able to get it done with the Bucs just a few years ago. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm confident that they'll figure something out for the Brewers. Yeah, I agree with you. All righty, Vinny. Well, we really, really, really appreciate your time um, and for letting us keep you a little extra to ask yep. some some extra questions. We really, really appreciate it. We would love to have you back um, whenever it works. Uh, it would be awesome to have you back to ask some more questions about some more players and, and some teams and some baseball perspectives and life perspectives. Love the answers that you gave us. Um, yep. Even Taylor's Taylor, too. Taylor said, thank you so much, Vinny, for coming on the show. We appreciate it so much. So. Really appreciate it. just going to say it 17 times before we sign off. Appreciate no your time, and thank you for coming on.
2: Yeah, guys, anytime. I, I enjoyed it. really enjoyed talking to you guys. You guys asked some insightful
3: – very insightful questions. So, Do not listen to anybody online. You are killing it in the booth. I love listening to you call the games, dude. You are awesome.
2: Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks. Are, are they saying anything? I didn't
3: even know people were saying anything online. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Twitter. Though. People just be saying – People just be talking, man, like just yeah. straight up, like I'm not going to like be a, you know a jerk or anything or bully anybody. But like, to be honest, me and Tyler talk every day about like, do these people even watch baseball? Do these people even watch basketball? Like we talk every day about that stuff. It's like it's ridiculous. So like people that just be talking, man, get that out of here. You're yeah. doing great. You're phenomenal. Yeah.
2: For sure. All right. I appreciate it, guys. I didn't even know anyone. I just figured everyone thought it was great. No, I, I, I'm assuming
0: super. <laughs> you got to fill, fill, gotta fill too, Tim
1: Millard's comedy shoes, so that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, oh, no, no doubt. I know. I know he is a funny guy. Yeah. righty, We so. appreciate it. Take care. We will hopefully talk soon. For sure. Anytime, guys. Thank you. Have
3: a good night. You too.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.